You are listening to episode 22 of the Focus and Bloom podcast. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about ways that you can manage your finances so that you can set yourself for success both personally and also business-wise. So stay tuned for today's Money Talk. Welcome to the Focus and Bloom podcast, a business and lifestyle podcast for creative souls and dream makers. Each week, we'll talk about how to build your brand and tackle work-life balance with purpose and joy, one action at a time. Here's your host, Josenia Bocanegra. Joining me today is Jen Patterson. Jen, after spending time in the world of credit counseling and financial planning, she decided to dive into online business when she became a mom. After learning some hard lessons, she landed into the business of being a profit coach, where she helps People budget their income to best control finances and keep their business growing. Without further ado, here's Jen Patterson. Jen, welcome to the Focus and Bloom podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm doing good today. Awesome. Awesome. I am super excited to have somebody to talk about money today because that is important. And when it comes to business, we are always thinking about making more money and making profit, but you know, what happens when we do make that money, when we make bank, how do we manage that money that's coming in so that we can really have control of our finances and, and keep growing, right? And that's something that not a lot of people feel comfortable talking about or don't really manage well, right? Oh, you know, it's, it's funny. There's always this sort of gossamer web that's put over people and they think, oh, you know, that person over there, they're doing so well, they have so much business, and yet they don't see the under, the underlay, which may not be so pretty. And, you know, you think you only see what people want you to see. And quite often, more often than you would think, you think someone's got it all together, whereas their finances are just a hot mess. Yeah, that's so true. So before we dive into money, uh, can you tell our audience a little bit about you? Absolutely. So I'm a mom of two. I've got a three-year-old and a 10-month-old. And I've been working in personal finance basically since I graduated from high school. Started out in the credit counseling world, um, you know, as a file monkey working in a scary windowless room (laughs) for eight hours a day when I still have some scars from some nasty paper cuts. Um, From there, I went into financial planning, did that for about five years. And then when I had my children, I realized that the life of a financial planner did not align with motherhood. So I left that world and dove into the crazy space of online business, have learned a few lessons, have been kicked when I am down a few times. And that's kind of where I landed uh, as profit coach in the online world. Awesome. Awesome. I love that you mentioned that, you know, what you were doing before wasn't in alignment with motherhood. And that's something that I feel very strong about. Just whatever it is that you're doing, it has to be in alignment with your goals. And and motherhood is part of that, could be part of that, that, right? Absolutely. So, all right. So let's, let's dive into money. So when it comes to managing existing debt or avoiding debt as you're going into business, what are steps or things that we need to take into consideration? So debt is kind of a part of life right now. I mean, even in the, on the sort of small end of the fact that you basically can't do business online unless you have a credit card. Because I mean, you think about even like web hosting, you need to put 
in a credit card to pay for your basic website. Um, you know, if you have any basic subscriptions like Canva or Acuity or any of those other really fantastic tools that are available to us, they need a credit card in order to function. You can't sign up for them unless you, you have one. So, you know, debt is a part of life. And so learning to handle it and manage it is a fundamental skill that you have to have to be successful. Um, so, you know, if you are just starting off and you are wanting to avoid debt, then I would say pay attention. Pay attention to what is happening on your credit card. Look at it more than once a month because 30 days is a long freaking time. So it's really, and it's really easy when we start to just charge, oh, $5 here, $10 there, a coffee or whatever. And suddenly 30 days rolls by and you realize that you don't have the cash to cover that bill that came in. And, and suddenly now that you're carrying balances and then you're getting charged interest and it's this whole big snowball effect. Whereas if you're paying attention to it, I recommend weekly. So pay off that credit card every single week because seven days is manageable in terms of knowing what's going on with your money. Whereas if you're trying to wait that 30 days, it's going to spiral out of control. So starting off, pay off that credit card every single week when you're getting going. Um, if you're trying to pay down debt, like maybe you have a bank loan or you've gotten yourself into a little bit of trouble, no judgment, we've all been there. Even money experts like me, don't worry, we've all been there. Um then what I recommend doing is opening up a separate bank account that is purely for debt repayment and picking a, a percentage of your revenue that is dedicated to just getting rid of that debt. So, you know, say you get, you know, paid weekly or whenever a client pays you, you take, say, 10% of that, you put it in that account, and you pay the debt from there. And that way, you know, you've got dedicated dollars that are going towards paying down that principal rather than just riding the financial roller coaster of putting everything towards your debt. And then you have an emergency and then you got to throw money back on the debt and it just never goes away. Come up with a smaller percentage of what you bring in to start needling away at that debt and try and live on as much cash as you possibly can so that you're not adding to it as you're trying to pay it down. That is that is so important because I, I mean I, I love that you're you're talking about ha having us even a, like a separate bank account because you know sometimes it's very hard to to see things like you mentioned like a coffee or even like a, a lunch here and there it really adds up and then if you so don't fast. keep track of it it's a mess it's it is. really a mess it's and a it's mess. really it happens quickly. It happens so, so quickly. It literally happened in that first month. You know, you don't realize those little tiny things, you know, oh, I, I call it sort of unicorn living. You think you're spending one thing, but really it's a completely different ballgame because we're not, as human beings, we forget things because our brains can only hold so much. And mm -hmm. when you're not paying attention to it, then it just slips by and you don't remember. And when you actually go through point by point in the statement, you're like, oh yeah, I did do that. Oh yeah, I did do that. Oh, right. There was that thing. I totally forgot about that. It, it, it's inevitable. So paying attention to it a lot more frequently means that you're going to put, put a pin in on any of those big, scary mistakes that Happen. Absolutely. And in, it's, uh, in the end, and we're not going to dive into taxes, but in the end, it will help you when it comes to doing your taxes. So that oh, you have so really much. much. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, so, okay. Budgeting and paying yourself. That's another, that's a, 
you know, this is something that a lot of people, especially when they're starting out, they're, they're really afraid of paying themselves for a variety of reasons. So what tips or suggestions do you have to manage this so that manage this so that even if it's a small amount, we know how we can pay, pay, to, like pay ourselves? Yeah. So many entrepreneurs. Oh my gosh, this is such a common story. Um, I find particularly when it's somebody who's turned like a hobby or a side hustle into, you know, a job because they just, their business is their baby. It's, they want to, they want to watch it grow and flourish and, and be as big as possible. And yet they're not taking any money out of it to, you know, put food on their table or pay themselves for their time or for the crazy amount of stress or any of that stuff. Like that's, that's all that value. Like the time that you spend in your business has a value and you have to be respectful of that. So what I recommend for doing for anybody, whether you're brand new in business or you are, you know, in it for a while and you're desperately trying to make that transition is start. It's the same thing as paying off the debt. You take a percentage of your revenue and say, this is mine. This is my paycheck. If you are, someone who has never paid themselves a paycheck, then start with something small, like one or 2%, like really, really small numbers, because then you're going to realize, oh, I can do the same amount of business that I was doing with one or 2% less. And then maybe it grows to 3%. And then maybe it grows to 5%. And and you can just incrementally change it from there, rather than saying, oh, well, 50% of my paycheck moving or my revenue moving forward is going to be my paycheck, and then have it be not sustainable, because you've got bills that are mounting and things like that. Whereas if you're just starting out, you can do things like that because you don't have all those prior commitments. So if you're just starting out, pick a revenue goal that's a percentage of your, um, sorry, a paycheck goal that's a percentage of your revenue. Because, you know, if you start out that way, then it's always going to be easy to pay yourself that paycheck rather than having to make the slow transition as you grow and and start to develop your business. Um, There's, but there's got to be something. There's got to be a paycheck for you in there. I mean, if you were going to work for somebody else, you would expect payment, right? Heck yes. So it's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we need to pay. You need to pay yourself for sure. You need to pay <laughs> Even if yeah. it's like, like you said, 1%, it's that small reward. And then eventually it's going to grow. Yeah, absolutely. And and what it does is it also shifts the psychology in your head because a lot of time people think that, oh my gosh, I can't afford to pay myself. Mm-hmm. And that's a really, it's a really hard thing to get over. So if you start with something small and manageable, like one or 2%, then it's like, oh, okay, I can do this. This is possible. And then you sort of change it over time rather than, you know, if you're trying to say, you know, I'm going to make this huge change all at once, like, I don't care what walk of life you're talking about, your diet, your lifestyles, anything like that. If you try and make a massive change in one day, we all know how that well that goes, right? Yeah, correct. Correct. That's, that's so true. <laughs> so um, something that is very common in, in online businesses, but not, I wouldn't say necessarily, necessarily common just in online businesses, but the term of passive income is yeah. uh, very common. And we might have, a lot of people might have heard that. So can you, and passive income or like different streams of income, can you like dive into a little bit of that and like what, how we, what is that and how we can approach having a different stream or passive income? Yeah, absolutely. So passive income is sort of 
for anyone who's not familiar, is income that doesn't require you to be actively doing something. So um, it can be anything from an investment that pays you dividends is a you know fantastic passive income. Um, a lot of times people will try and structure their business so that they have passive income so that they've got like an online course that just kind of cooks along in the background and, and brings in clients. Um, maybe it's a sort of a YouTube channel that you know, you've got certain number of views, and then you get revenue from that or, or whatever. I mean, I don't, there's so many different avenues that you can go down. I think what what really is important is not necessarily the passive part, but the multiple streams part. So we've just gone through a period of time that nobody saw coming in terms of the pandemic and all of this massive layoffs and job loss. So nothing is ever set in stone. Nothing is ever guaranteed. And I don't care what job you're doing. There is nothing that's ever guaranteed in terms of income. So having multiple streams of income into your household is going to set you up for security. Because I don't know, but Facebook may shut down tomorrow. And yes. if your entire business is based on being able to be on Facebook, and it disintegrates tomorrow, then you're going to have a problem. So, but if you've got other streams of income coming into your household, maybe you've got a rental property, maybe you know you've got some other job, you've got an Etsy shop, whatever. Like, it's more about having those multiple streams coming into your household or the ability to turn them on. So, you know, if you've got, say, you've got an inheritance and mm -hmm. you want to be able to utilize that, well, you can put it into like an investment. And then have the dividends be reinvested. But if you need the cash, you can just switch it to having them pay cash dividends. And then you've got a little bit of income there that could maybe spot you until you found your next thing. So I think it, passive income is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm a big fan of passive income. But I think people get fixated on that. And I think the important part is more the multiple streams rather than the active versus passive. I agree because one of the things as a photographer, a, for instance, during low season, like right now, it's I'm finally getting back to shooting weddings <laughs> because <laughs> a lot of my weddings got canceled or postponed because of the whole quarantine. But like things like having photo galleries and, and of events that you've already done, that is that you've done the work and all you need to do is just activate that gallery and share it so that you can get something. It's, it's coming there. So it's, it's important because like you mentioned, it's going to help you uh, set yourself for success and like have that security. If one thing fails, you have something that will back you up. Yeah. That's yeah, important. Exactly. That's and, important. And, you know, have, and, I think a lot of people, what really scares them is trying to do all these things at once. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm going to go out and get five new income streams. Well, <laughs> I can guarantee you that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Start with one, pick something and, you know, dedicate some time to it, get it going. And once you're comfortable and that feels easy, then start adding to it. You know, yes, it would be nice if we had these things and the ability to turn them on like tomorrow, but that's just not reality. But if you take the time and start building them slowly, then you're going to be in a lot better position. And the other option is not doing it at all. And, you know, then something is going to go wrong. I can guarantee you, I don't know what it's going to be, but something is going to go wrong. And you can either be set up with at least one other income stream or no other income streams. And I personally, even if it's not perfect, it's better than nothing. 
Right. I think it's something. It's something. And that's, that's actually a good segue for my next question, especially you mentioned the pandemic, uh, like budgeting for the low season or for pandemic. Yes. <laughs> what are some tips that you can share for that, for planning for the low season? Okay. So I don't care what business you're in. I don't care what's happening. There is going to be something that goes wrong guaranteed because that's just life. I don't know what's what's going to go wrong for you. I don't know what's going to go wrong for me. They're probably going to be very different things, but having a pot of cash that is there to support you is so important. Now, if you are the kind of person that has a high season and a low season, particularly like when a wedding photographers, then you you can you're in a you're in the driver's seat. You can see it coming. You're like, mm -hmm. "Okay, I know that this is happening so that I I now can plan for it." So, you know, I've you know talked about having different accounts, you know, have one that's just for debt repayment, have one that's your low season buffer. So, you know, take that again, that percentage of your revenue, you can see kind of a theme building here, maybe mm -hmm. have a percentage of your revenue that is just there to fill in the gaps during the low season. Um, and, you know, it doesn't have to be big percentages. So what I recommend doing is look at your revenue like a pie. And so you look at your, your revenue pie and you think, okay, this pie has to do a serve a lot of different people. It has to serve future me in the terms of that low season. It has to serve my contractors and I have to pay their paychecks. It has to serve my paycheck. It has to serve the government, you know, have, they have to have their piece of my pie. And so look at it from that perspective and say, okay, how much of my pie am I going to put towards these different jobs that my money has to do? And that's a great way to look at your business revenue because it's not like we are when we're employees because when we're employees, our employer is taking care of the lion's share of those expenses and those jobs that the revenue the company needs to, to deal with. Whereas mm -hmm. when you are the company, then your revenue has to do a whole lot more than keep food on your table and roof over your head. It's got a lot of jobs to do. So you think of it like a pie and you think, okay, what portion of this pie is going to do all these different jobs? Absolutely. And yeah, absolutely. And it's important to, you know, like you pointed out as a wedding photographer, I, I can force, I can forecast that these are my next, my low, these are going to be, this is my, my low season of the year, but still there are other things that I am not counting for like a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> so we, nobody was counting on that. Absolutely. And so that's, that's a critical point of separating out, you know, low season versus emergency. Yes. Your low season is not an emergency because you, you had plenty of warning. It is, you know, if all you have is your emergency fund and it's a difference between your emergency fund and your credit card, then, okay, you, you got to use the cash. But mm -hmm. in an ideal world, they're two separate things. So you yeah. want to separate that out and have, have an account that's just for emergency dollars and have a different account that is just for your low season buffer. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're seeing a pattern here for, with different accounts here. I love, the, <laughs> I love a bank account architecture. It's oh. really there to to set you up for success. They're there to serve you, not the other way around. I practice this, the bank, the bank architecture. And whenever I've spoken with some of my friends who are new to, to entrepreneurship, they're, they're not very familiar with that. So I think this is a really good uh, topic that you can dive into a little bit. So oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things, one of the big myths 
in just finance in general is that you have one bank banking system. You have one checking account and one savings account, and that's there. To, that's all you need. And I can say for 90% of the human race, that is not all you need. You need to have more to be successful. Unless you can keep track of all of the dollars in your head, it's next to impossible. Like it's next to impossible to be successful if you've just got one big pot of money. You think of it like your laundry basket, right? Like yeah. if you've got your all of your laundry in a heap sitting on the couch, which not that I can speak from experience or anything. Um, <laughs> but if you've got all that laundry in a big heap on your couch, then try and find a sock. <laughs> and not just a sock, maybe a particular sock. I mean, you're going to be there for like a good 10 minutes digging for that sock. Whereas if you've got that folded and put in their drawers you know, you can find that sock instantly. So much easier. So it's the same thing with your money. If you've got it all in one big schmush, then you're going to find a way to spend it. You're going to find a way to spend it kind of, ir not necessarily irresponsibly, but just mindlessly. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas if you've got them all in separate accounts, each account having a very specific job to do, then it's so much easier to keep track of things because it's just a matter of glancing at something and going, oh, hey, look, you know, my expense account is down to, you know, $10. I guess I got to dial it back for the, you know, the next few weeks until I get some money into the banks. Like, mm -hmm. and yet if you're, if you're looking at your bank account as a whole and you're thinking, okay, well, I got taxes coming up, payrolls coming up. I haven't paid myself yet this month. And it's just this one number, then it's, mm -hmm it's really hard to make those choices. So if you have an architecture and you can be as simple or as complex as you like, um, you know, you can have 15 different accounts if that's what's going to keep you on track, or you can have like three if that's all you need. But the point is having multiple accounts, each doing a very specific job. Like, you know, the one I always go to, cause we all have to deal with it is our tax account. You know, we mm -hmm. have to have a separate account that's just for your taxes. And, you know, if you're really the kind of person that struggles with this sort of thing, like take it even a step further, have it at a different bank, have it, yeah. you know, at a bank that's all across town and you have to get in your car and drive there and talk to a human to get at that money. You know, if that's something you struggle with, set up those barriers for yourself. So you're not tempted to just be like, Oh, I'll just quickly use this to pay my credit card. I'll deal with that later. Cause guess yeah. what? <laughs> You're not you're gonna not deal forget. with it later. You're not gonna deal with it. Yeah, you're not gonna forget. You're you're gonna forget. You're gonna Absolutely. Forget. Yeah, I have like five accounts and, and I've been using this structure for several years actually, and it it really helps me see things and like actually see the numbers and see what's coming in, what's going out, and like yeah. For visual people, this is a brilliant oh, yeah. way to do it. It really, really is because you can see it. Absolutely. Let me pause this. Oh, my Slack started sounding off. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So speaking of multiple bank accounts and savings and budgeting, what about savings and retirement? Like I know we're starting, but we might be starting off our business, but we like, we want to also think ahead. So yeah. what are things that you can, what, what's, what can you share when it comes to, to retirement or preparing for that? You know, as an, I think the entrepreneurial world and retirement, it's, it tends to be a really kind of sticky subject because there's a lot of entrepreneurs who are, they're so focused on 
you know, getting their business off the ground, you say retirement, and they're like, I don't even have the headspace for that. Like, oh my gosh, do not talk to me about retirement right now, because I just invested my retirement fund to get my business off the ground. (laughs) You know, but at the same time, the sun's going to rise and set every single day. Time is going to pass. There is nothing that any human being on planet Earth can do about that. So your retirement years are going to get here eventually. And you can do something about it now, or you can panic when you're 50. Those are your options. (laughs) Or, you know, if you're older than 50, you know, then, you know, insert whatever age is appropriate here. Right. So I think the, the important part is just to do something. Do something about it. Don't just stick your head in the sand and pretend it's not going to ever come because guess what? It's coming. So, you know, I usually like to say your retirement money comes out of your personal dollars. It does not come out of your business. My, If I go to work and someone's paying my paycheck, they're not funding my retirement account for the most part. I mean, you might get a few places that do retirement accounts, but that's kind of going the way of the dodo these days. Most employers don't don't do retirement benefits as a part of the job package. So, you know, it's up to me to deal with my retirement, regardless of what my employment situation looks like. So that comes out of my personal dollars. And, you know, whether it's a set it and forget it, I'm a big fan of those, you know, just take 50 bucks a month to start with and see how that changes things in your lifestyle. If your lifestyle has is no effect, then up to 100 bucks a month, you know, set it and forget it. And talk to talk to a qualified professional if you're totally lost. I mean, there are lots of great online platforms, you know, do-it-yourself investing. I I really recommend having money in the markets. Um, I don't recommend trying to cherry pick investments and things like that. I am more of a, you know, put it in the market and forget it's there kind of a girl because you know what, if you try and time the market and cherry pick, then it's going to kick you. And then when you're down, it's going to kick you again. So don't try and be that person that's going to cherry pick things. Just pick a solid, I'm a big fan of ETFs. So they're called exchange traded funds. They're cheap. They follow an index. They're great. They basically, it's a way to invest just in the market as a whole, kind of, so to speak, rather than trying to you know pick the hot thing. And, uh, you know, pick a, pick a good ETF, set up a, a, you know, a set it and forget it, pull out of your account once a month and then just let it go. And that can be a great start. And if you're wanting to do more, go talk to a professional, go talk to a qualified financial planner. That's going to help you set up those accounts, get you, you know, some quality projections and, you know, it's going to help you make those choices because, It can be very difficult. It's a very overwhelming topic. And, you know, to be able to cover it in two minutes. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, those are the things that you kind of. Yeah, those are things you can kind of start doing um, and at least to kind of get the ball rolling. Because the worst thing you can do is nothing at all. Absolutely. You just have to plan, period. You have to plan for rainy days. In pandemics, yeah. <laughs> hopefully no more, um, but plan for emergencies, plan for your retirement, plan to, you know, for anything, like maybe if you're, I'm a photographer, so it's something that's very common in my case is like uh, updating gear. So updating yeah. my camera and that's not cheap. So, you know, think about how you're going to reinvest it as well. So think of, it's just planning and planning and, and setting that, um, those goals that you have. 
uh, financially speaking. Yeah. And plan for the worst, like plan for the weird, crazy, unexpected, because that's what's going to hit you is the thing that you don't see coming. You know, maybe your hot water heater bursts one morning, Mm -hmm. like that happens, you know, for us last Christmas, we had a flood. And then when we pulled the carpet back, we found termites. Oh, that's wonderful. (laughs) And I can honestly tell you, I did not see that coming. Oh, I bet. (laughs) Oh, wonderful termites. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's, before, well, I'm sure we can definitely continue talking about money because there's so much that we can learn about and and get better at when it comes to financial uh, planning. But because this is a shorter podcast and we want to, finish it in a like a fun note let's do our lightning round which I enjoy and it's just really random short questions nothing money related and ready let's do it all right coffee or tea tea oh my gosh tea (laughs) what's your non-superpower power oh my non-superpower power is um so I have been playing softball since I was five years old. And I love it, love it, love it, love it. And I have been pitching since I was five years old. And I can honestly tell you that I am not anyone who knows anything about softball could look at me and know that I am not shaped like a pitcher. (laughs) I have short (laughs) arms, and I have small hands. And yet somehow I have managed to make it work. So that that is my crazy random superpower. And the fact that I have been pitching for 30 years and my shoulder still rotates. I remember at one point (laughs) uh, a massage therapist said to me, if I ever had shoulder problems and I said no. And he said, wow, you must be one of those genetic mutants um, (laughs) that can do this for a long time. (laughs) I'm not even joking. That was his exact word. So that is my superpower. That is, and not get injured. That's a, Uber superpower there. (laughs) So what about running a marathon or 100 burpees? Oh, 100 burpees. Running is for the devil. That's why I play (laughs) softball. There's no running. (laughs) (laughs) If you were, if you were like a food, what would you be? A food? If I, if I was a food? Was a food, yes. (laughs) If I was a food, um... Oh, that's a, that's, that's a, I feel like there's a deep question there. Like there's some, you know, real soul searching required for this one. Um, I think, you know, my instinct is saying ice cream. So I, I would be ice cream. It is summer. So it's perfect. (laughs) What is your favorite sound? My favorite sound. Ooh, it's a toss up. It's a toss up between listening to one of my family members laugh. So I love hearing my family members laugh. Uh, but the other one is that, you know, you're sitting in you know somebody's yard or in a park and it's that real silence except for the very brief, like, wind through the trees. Oh, good one. That that one really, oh, it just, it's just such a peaceful, peaceful oh, sound. Nice. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> so last but not least, how can people connect with you? Yes, absolutely. So if you uh, want to chat more about money or would like to connect more with me, there's a number of different ways that you can do that. Uh, first is I'm very active on Facebook. I have a group that you can join. It's called the Money Smart Boss Babes. I am in there two to three times a week, you know, sharing lots of live videos and tips and tricks and help 
for anyone who needs it, getting their businesses either set up or sorted out. Um, I'm also on Instagram at, I think my handle is diva in the trenches. I will send all of the links for all of us if anyone misses it. And I also have a podcast of my own. It's called in the trenches with Jen Patterson. So you can find me there. I share pretty much everything that's happening in my life and my business. It's very unfiltered and i think it's pretty funny, but uh, I'll let you be the judge of that. And then the (laughs) other thing that I wanted to let you know about is that we are, we, I always say we, I used to be a partnership. I'm not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I am starting a new group program probably in August or September for newer entrepreneurs who want to learn all of those foundational financial skills uh, required to have a business that is successful and profitable. I don't have a landing page or anything for it yet, but you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, send me a message, send me an email. Let me know that you were wanting to be a part of that program and I will make sure that you are in the know when it launches. Awesome. Thank you so, so very much, Jen, for being very raw and honest. I love it and I'm excited. Hope your launch goes awesome. And yeah, everybody, thank you so very much for listening in. Again, Jen, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us this week on the Focus and Bloom podcast. Check us out on Instagram at underscore Focus and Bloom for more business tips and inspiration. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Focus and Bloom podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, go ahead and leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback means the world and it helps others discover the show. And if you want to get your hands on more video podcasting resources, head on over to focusemblemstudios.com and check out our tools and resources for video podcasters and content creators just like you. I'll see you on the next episode.